Everybody go tune into your favorite podcast. It's called Straight to the Point, number one podcast in the world. Go tune in, sports podcast. You already know. You know they want staring point. You know we straight to the point. Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half. Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas. That's a touchdown pass. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the. Amy76 bringing us into episode number 58 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris Hill. My God, Jay Dope. Yo, what's going on? Yo, we got so much to talk about. NBA All-Star teams are now set, so we'll talk about who's on and who's off the teams. We'll talk about who we think should have been on the teams that didn't really make it. We'll talk about Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, two of the best quarterbacks in the league that kind of don't want to be with their teams, apparently. And we'll talk about this debate whether or not that Kobe Bryant should replace Jerry West as the NBA's logo. But we're going to start with the NFL. And, and Jerry, this story kind of kind of came out of left field, and it's kind of picking up more traction, is that your boy, Russell Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Sierra, wants to be out of Seattle. Jerry, what's your, what's your thoughts when you hear that? Um... I think it's weird. I don't think it's that he wants out. I think it's just that he wants to have more decision-making, which all NFL quarterbacks at, at the age of, like, what, 30, 32, that are star franchise quarterbacks that have won a championship one in their careers. Deshaun Watson, he, and I guess you, you look at how Deshaun Watson, that's what Deshaun Watson wanted at the age of, like, 26. And now Russell's like, man, if this kid's trying to get that, I deserve to get it too because if you look at what he asked for, what he kind of threw under the bus, he said this team has – Blatantly ignored getting me an offensive line. There's something that we numerously talked about in the show that Russell Wilson, the reason why Russell Wilson sometimes doesn't win games or takes himself out of MVP conversations because of that O-line, that he has to thus be in these shootouts because of a, sometimes a lack of defense because of injury, but an offensive line that is incapable of blocking for him longer than, let's say, a, a second and a half to two seconds. And at this point in time, he's starting to realize it's not only hurting him, but it's hurting the team and their chances of really winning because he has the talent. He just wants to have an offensive line that's going to protect him where he can get the ball to a DK Metcalf, who's a transcendent talent, who might become one of the best, who might be the best wide receiver in the league come in years soon, who has a Tyrell Lock, who's a speedster. He has very good tight ends and good running backs. He just, so you can see the argument being made there. Now, there's no formal argument that they say he wanted to trade but if a trade was to be made because he had a no trade clause the teams that he listed was the Dallas Cowboys New Orleans Saints Las Vegas Raiders and the Chicago Bears out of all those teams one of them has a subpar formidable line which is the New Orleans Saints Dallas Cowboy lines O-line has regressed Chicago Bears haven't had an O-line at all. I mean, I don't know why he would want to go there if he thought he wanted an O-line upgrade or an offensive upgrade because they don't have any offensive weapons if they lose Allen Robinson. And then I, I would just hate to see him play for the Dallas Cowboys. It, it just it would bother me. The offense is, is there. The O-line could be better, but they'll probably get that adjusted. But I just wouldn't want to see him go there. I think he would do that just because of the relevancy of the Dallas Cowboys. They still have the mantle of America's team. You have that fan base there. They're always talked about, even when they shouldn't be, as a team that constantly loses. They're always talked about. 
So I guess that's another reason why he'd want to go there, just to have his name always mentioned, his name talked about a lot, and then you're just a franchise QB for a lot of star athletes when it comes to the wide receiver and running back position. But I don't think Russell Wilson's going to get traded. I don't I don't see him even asking for a trade, knowing that he's in a situation where he's he's relatively good. Like, this team is good. They just got Jamal Adams, who I feel like the team would have been better if Jamal Adams didn't get hurt and he had missed four weeks throughout the season. I think if they just – this draft alone, if they just draft him an all-lineman in the first and maybe third round, that you, you have chances to be very good. I, I So right now I think it's just him – kind of talking to the media, just letting out some stress that he's been having over the past couple of years and what he's noticed throughout the past couple of seasons. And he's like, man, I just, right now, I think he's just like, yo, with everything going on, I'm going to stay with my piece. Hopefully with this is going to get traction, which it has. And now ownership is going to do their, what they need to do. Ownership man is going to do what they need to do to talk to me and see what I need. And I think that's what he's trying to do right now is use this media exposure to get what he needs when it comes to this team. Yeah, but to, to do that through the media sets a bad example. That's a bad precedent. You know, if you're the the leader of this team, you don't need to go and you have a direct access to, to ownership. You know, to the idea that no one can go to ownership is, as a, you know, we both know that's not true. You know, if Russell Wilson wants something done, he gets it done. Now, a lot of his frustration apparently is, is based around this, this uh, meeting they had around the Arizona game, the first game of the shootout uh, where they went in overtime where he had some ideas for how they wanted the, he wanted the offense to kind of run, and he was dismissed, and he stormed out. And that seems to be the basis of his frustration is that his ideas and his, his what he wants done isn't being you know heard and is not being vetted out to his liking. Now, if I'm Russell Wilson and I'm asking for a trade, I'm, I'm looking at teams with quarterback who have quarterback-friendly coaches and have potential quarterback openings. The Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, the Bears, they all fit that criteria. The Raiders, you know, Gruden with Russell Wilson, you know, you know, maybe that's a, a pairing that would really work well. In Las Vegas, who wouldn't want to live in Vegas? Chicago, you know, say what you say, say what you want to say about Matt Nagy, but he comes from that Andy Reid coaching style. Um, they clearly need a quarterback. He would he would stand, he would go into being a division with, with Rodgers and Goff and it would be Rodgers, Goff, Wilson and Cousins. That's a, that's a very, that's a tough division, but I think that, that Russell would be up for the challenge. You know, they have some offensive, they don't have as much, as much weapons as the other teams, but they have certain pieces that may intrigue them. The Saints, obviously, if they have Sean Payton, who's an offensive mastermind, one of the best coaches in the league, a prolific offense. You know, you put you put Russell Wilson on that team with Mike Thomas and Emmanuel, San, um, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara. Like, come on, that's, that's damn near unstoppable. And then the Cowboys, yeah, we talk about how, how inept the Cowboys may be at certain times, but if, if the Cowboys had a chance to go get Russell Wilson, I, I as an Eagles fan, am very, very – scared about that because you can say what you want about Dak Prescott but Dak uh Dak is you know Dak has his flaws and Dak has his advantages but Russell Wilson is a proven winner who can lead a team to a championship he has done that you put him on a team with CeeDee Lamb Amari Cooper Ezekiel Elliott even the Cowboys regressed O-line like you said 
it's still better than Seattle's O-line. You know, Seattle hasn't had a great offensive line core in a very long time. So if I'm Russell Wilson and I really wanted to trade, this is what I would be doing. I would be putting my frustrations out there for the media, for people to know. If I really, if, if he was doing, like you said, like blowing off steam, this is not the right way to do it. You know, this is not the way you should be. Like, if you have frustrations, you keep that in-house. But if you really want to make a move and get out of Seattle, I think this is what you would be doing. I don't know. I thought that may have worked years ago. But if you if you look at how the, the decades have changed and NFL has changed, it seems that players are now getting more of their way through going through the media because the media hound dogs you. It's just not, not just the media, but that also includes social media, trolls, or whatever. They hound dog you. Look at how we've, we've seen these managers being let go because of past transgressions or players getting traded the way they want to or going out because of the fact that they're going to social media and handle their business or they're going to these interviews and talking the way they have to talk because at the end of the day, this, this was getting the most results because a lot of these owners or GMs, they don't want to be talked about in the, as much as, or scrutinized as much as that we have, that they do already are now. They're getting way more scrutinized as they are because of the fact is if Russell Wilson came out right now and officially asked for a trade, you're not looking at Russell Wilson as a bad guy. Some might, but you're, you're ultimately looking at what's going on with, the Seahawks organization as a whole ownership to management to coaching that why would he want out you, you you what have you guys not done to appease him and you, you think about what he was asking for before he now this is all speculation before if he was asked for a trade he was asking for the office to be run through him more which again means just getting the ball out faster because of the fact that they'd have a passing uh a very good passing protection and just the fact that he wanted to have more decision making when it came to personnel or what how some plays were called etc cetera, etc cetera. those are types of things that that can get handled easily it's not like he's asking you yo man go get me a superstar talented player he's not asking things like that or he's not saying yo don't rep- don't go draft my replacement or or something like that he's basically asking you for simplistic things that can easily be done over an offseason yeah but russell wilson is not a is not a dumb guy you know he's smart he knows how to play the media Who's to say he's not doing that behind closed doors? Who's to say he's not a diva? You know, we're, now, we're speculating. Like, we're speculating. You, you might be right though. I see the diva thing. I wouldn't argue against because this would then go into the Marshawn Lynch argument back when they lost their Super Bowl to the Patriots, where Marshawn said Marshawn alluded to the fact that Pete Carroll wanted to go through Russell Wilson instead of going to him for that touchdown play that ended up being the pick six. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even talking about that. Well, no, no, no. But that goes to your diva concept. I get what you're saying. It was Pete Carroll and and Russell Wilson versus the guys, which was the Legion of Boom and Marshall Lynch. Was trying to appease his quarterback, right? Like you said, we don't know what he. You know, he automatically becomes the. You know, Seattle becomes the bad guy. Why? What are you not doing to appease him? When in reality, it could have been the fact that Seattle's been trying to appease him, and they simply can't. They've given him all the money, right? They had to break up pretty much their defense because they couldn't pay anybody because Russell gets all the money. The quarterback gets all the money, correct? Yeah. So you end up, you know, he's been appeased. He's been he's been put in a situation where he doesn't have the pieces around him because you have to pay this quarterback. So maybe if he's if he's unhappy in Seattle and he wants to make a change, why not kind of start putting rumors out there? You know, if he was just if he was simply just kind of saying certain things. Why is there a list of teams out already? 
Well, these was a list of teams from a while back when he was having issues before. That's supposedly the rumors are these were a team from a while back that he was having issues. If you had yeah, but, before, he was but, treated. But how many how, how many times can you have issues before and now they're kind of back again well, and they're back again? Every guy has a list of teams where if they wanted to go, they would, if they were to get traded, these would be places where to go. Russ Wilson has that objectivity where he has no clay crawls in his deal when he signed the $140 million extension. Right. He signed a $140 million extension. How much more appeasing can we do? Like you got the money. No one else got the money. Who's he got paid? You're right. He, he, got, he got paid. paid. And it, uh, thankfully, it wasn't a bad deal where we've seen other quarterbacks get paid and it was it was bad deals. But he got paid and he made he's, he's getting paid handsomely. He's gonna be what base salaries of what 19 million, 19 million, 21 million. And if they trade him, they'll hit a dad cap of 39 million the Seahawks. So they're not gonna be looking to trade him, they're gonna be looking to appease him, which is but goes back to your he, point that it but is, if they get if they deal. get a good enough deal. Anybody's gone, correct? Correct. No. So you're telling me he's untouchable? Not untouchable, but what's a good? Are you saying he's if he gets they get a good enough deal from these list of four teams or from any team? Yeah, from from these list. I say if the Saints, if the Saints, no, okay, Drew Brees isn't coming back. We well, they, they know that he's retired. I'm, he's, I'm saying so. Listen, all right, we know Drew Brees isn't coming back. Yeah, we got Jameis. We can rock with Jameis, or we can go get Russell Wilson. We have the, we have Tom Brady in our division. We don't know who Carolina is going to get. Maybe they go get Deshaun Watson. So now you really have to put that like, oh shoot, we need to go get somebody. We're going to go get Russell Wilson. You telling me if they don't put a put a package together to get Russell Wilson, that's like astonishing. Seattle says no, especially if Russell really doesn't want to be there. Because if they, if a quarterback doesn't want to be somewhere and makes a stink out of it, he has all the leverage. Look at now, look at Deshaun Watson. You know, apparently he had a conversation with with new coach David Culley. He said, "Coach, with all due respect, yeah, I ain't gonna be here." Well, I think the Deshaun Watson situation is a little bit different because which is supposedly the same thing that Carson, same thing that Carson Wentz did to Eagles new coach Nick Sirianni. Like, yeah, with all due respect. Yeah, I ain't gonna do that. Again, different situation. Because right now, we you haven't heard anything bad between Russell and ownership, Russell and management. It's just right now a conflict of interest between him wanting personnel decisions. When you look at Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson was the personnel decision to do, but he wanted personnel decisions on a losing team because they were just fired their coach slash GM. That was horrendous. You and I both agree he was even bad. He was some subpar coach, terrible GM. Sub, he was average. He was average coach. Okay, sending them sure apples and pears, peaches, whatever. But apples and pears, they they like it's like if you look at that situation. Russell's on a team where they can constantly make the playoffs or the wild card every year. They they are acquiring talent now, mind you. They did make a, a bad trade back a couple of years ago to get Jimmy Graham when they traded one of their best offensive linemen, but they thought they were getting a bolstering tight end to help Russell Wilson. So, uh, and now look at what they have. DK Metcalf. Um, they still have Tyler Lockett. They have guys like Carlos Hyde and who, who's they starting running back? Uh, Chris Carson. They have these guys there that Deshaun Watson doesn't have. Deshaun Watson has nothing. His best receiver after they traded a top five player in DeAndre Hopkins was Will Fuller, whose durability has always been an issue throughout his career. Mm-hmm. So when Don't Deshaun asked to be out, he wanted out. And bringing in Cooks, who is going to give you two catches. The 29 yards a game. 
and another guy that had million issues throughout his whole career too. So it's like when Deshaun wants to get out, he, he you can see why he wanted to get out. If Russell asked to be out right now. You're just like why? That would be the question you ask. Why? Why? What, what? Why would you want to get like Deshaun? I can see why he's not going to be winning in, in Texas organization. Here, Russell here, still can win. Here's the pushback though. Here's the pushback. Why I can go to New Orleans and, re- and really win a Super Bowl? Can you though? Can you really win I a think, Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. Have you seen that offense? If they had a cap- if they had anybody playing quarterback other than Drew Brees when they played Tampa Bay, they would have beat Tampa Bay in the playoffs because the only because the player who threw a touchdown pass wasn't Drew Brees in that game. If anybody else other than if Russell Wilson played on that team last year, New Orleans probably makes it to the Super Bowl. Right now in the NFC West, Russell Wilson is by far the first quarterback in that division. The first. Okay. If he was to go to the NFC South, and let's say, for instance, as you already mentioned, the show wants to get traded to the Panthers, but I, I'm a, you already know that's the team I'm saying he's going to trade to. Okay. Don't say he he's becomes, the third. Don't say he's he third becomes the third best QB in that division. He, does, he becomes the third best QB in that division. You're smoking. Right. He becomes the third best QB in that division because it's, it starts with Tom Brady, number one, who points okay, to whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Tom Brady is the greatest winner ever. Oh, we're not getting right to now, But right now, he's telling me that Russell Wilson is a worse quarterback than, than 44-year-old Tom Brady. When you look at that division, Tom Brady has a better no, chance no, of getting no, it out no. that division. No, 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 no. Yes or no. Tom Brady at 44 years old is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Tom Brady wins you Super Bowls. I yes. <laughs> Tom Brady wins you Super Bowls. I, 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 you can't put it in any other way in his terms. What does Tom Brady do when he joins? Deshaun Watson is better than Russell Wilson. I think right now, Deshaun Watson is better than Russell Wilson. I think he is. In, I, I'm, in I'm, what, I'm, in I'm what, in what way? In what way? Because if, if you put Russell Wilson on the Texans, they win seven games. At least. Tell me they don't. Tell me oh, they don't. Oh no. I've never seven. I've never seen Russell seven. Wilson with a lack of talent. I've what? never seen it. What? Without a, without like I'm not saying lack he of are, talent. He already don't, don't have an O line. And he doesn't a have a great defense. defense. He don't have a great defense. He used to have the Legion of Boom. He used to. And then he had what, good receiving. What does he now have? What does he, he have? Has, he has an average defense, but good receivers. Like, the man, he has, he, he he has, just, it's always a, it's he always a given. one team. good receiver. He has two good receivers. Tyler Lockett's. Yeah. Wow, you know, you're just being blasphemous. Tyler Lockett would be a slightly better upgrade over Will Fuller. That's disrespectful. To who? To, to Tyler Lockett. I just want to put this in perspective. Deshaun Watson this season on a, a, a lackluster Texas team had 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 76. Yeah, it's easy to throw for a lot of yards when you down 35-7. I'm just, but just think about what he did on a losing team. Okay. It's easy to throw for a lot of yards when you're down 35-7. to And let's, let's not forget, the Texas had a bad, as, just as bad of an O-line as the – Seahawks. If we're, we're being if we're being honest, the, the only offensive lineman that you can name on that okay. team is Larry. If you so, I'm asking you: if you put Russell Wilson on the Texans, how many games do you think they win? Five, six. Five, six. I'm thinking Five, about eight. Six. I think, you think eight. eight wins. 
ate. Oh, Russell himself. Russell himself ate. You 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 had me when they said he could tie with Deshaun Watson did. You had me. I was like, I can see it. But I, I mean, but here's the thing. Here's the flip side. I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is bad. I'm saying put some respect on Russell. I am, and I'm just telling you, if, if Deshaun Watson was to get traded, because to that, because here's the thing: for eight weeks out of this past NFL season, who was who was kind of in that MVP discussion? It damn sure wasn't Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was going to be MVP. It was trash. Who was in the MVP conversation? Russell Wilson, that, right. as he should have been. All right, all right. And then, but what, guess what? Who took himself out of the MVP conversation? Russell Wilson. <laughs> So and it kind of and it all stemmed after this Arizona game where it kind of went left. So, but the so maybe is, Russ ain't want to really want to be there. I don't know. Maybe I, I would. I would hope that he decides to stay. I like what they have. I think you, they're only getting hope, better. Do you hope that he decides to stay only for because he doesn't like you don't want to see him go to the Cowboys? No, because I could care less if he goes to Cowboys. To be honest, I don't. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm saying uh, this because I don't see the Eagles being good for the next couple of years. Okay, well, <laughs> it's not. It's not like right now. It's not like I, I don't see the Cowboys not. You put you put Russell Wilson in the NFC East. He's the best quarterback by oh, far. Hands down, like by you, you, far. You take him off, mind you, this is no disrespect to Dak Prescott. I mean, you're, I mean, until the, until the Eagles take whoever they take. Yeah, but you're taking out a good QB in Dak, who he is a good QB, but he's not great, and you're replacing Dak with a great QB in Russell Wilson. With that, with, with Amari Cooper, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you just, you still have a CD layer. Just give him, just give him. The All rest. they have to do is draft him a Patrick Sertan in the draft. He has a a, a, sub, a subpar caliber defense with Demarcus Lawrence and all them guys. Yo, yeah, that I don't see anybody beating the Dallas Cowboys if Russell Wilson goes. But that wouldn't bother me. Why would they have? What you mean if they have a subpar defense? Well, you you, you draft a cornerback. They still have problems when it looks at the linebacking core. Their D line is still not as good. Like remember, they were their D line was ranked last last season and defense mm-hmm. is getting sacks. Like, they still need work. But if you help, if you get another cornerback, because Diggs stepped up. I like what I saw yeah. from Diggs last season. You get a Patrick Sertan, who that's your guy in the draft. You, you mentioned his name before. You get him, who's a lockdown corner from Alabama. That helps you immensely. Yeah. That helps you. But it doesn't make – they're still not a sub – if they get Sertan, they have Sertan and Diggs, one or two one or two pieces here and there, they're not a subpar defense anymore. They're at least an average defense. I feel like – but when I say subpar, I feel like that's average. Subpar subpar is, is trash. Now, no, no, no. Trash is trash. Subpar, subpar is, like, subpar is legit below average. So – Okay, so they've had a they would have an average. You're right. They would have an average defense because they had a subpar this season. They'd have an average defense. Okay, and which which is what you would want. And then you still have Russell Wilson, who would turn that team into a Super Bowl winning team within a season. So if I'm Russell Wilson, my first my first inclination is getting me to New Orleans. But like I said, you can make the case for Vegas. Have John Gruden. You have some. You have the same. You know. You have weapons. You would want to yep. go to New Orleans just because of, and you put this in Lamas terms, the weapons on the, yep. both of the teams are still the same. Yep. I'm going there for the coaching. If you had a choice between Sean Payton or Mike McCarthy, I'm choosing Sean Payton. All right, if you have a choice between Sean Payton and John Gruden, you taking Sean Payton? Yeah, I'm still taking Sean Payton. If you take it, okay, so if it comes down to purely coaching, it's New Orleans. But, like, you know, we're human. Maybe we want that lifestyle. You know, Dallas has no state income tax. You know, maybe he wants a little bit more money in his pocket. Maybe he wants to go live in the desert. Maybe he wants to go live in Vegas. You know, you know 
the wife and the kids, you know, got like 12 of them right now. Go up there, living, living, living Vegas, chilling. This, this is pure speculation. I don't think he's going to ask for a trade. I think he's going to ride it out and be a Seahawk for life. I don't know about that. But we'll, we'll find out. I don't know about Again, that. Yeah, we see, we see how the NFL works. I, I would love to see some cracks in the foundation. I see would, how the NFL works. But right would. as of right now, this at the end of this season, I, I think he's going to ride it out with the Seahawks. Give it at least one more year before he finally demands what's the trade. Like, what's the likelihood that he's 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 a Seahawk next year? One to ten. 60. Oh, I was about to say, if you had 100, I was, oh, one to 10, I would say it's a seven and a half right now. He stays in the Seahawks. Seven and a half he stays. I think it's a seven and a half he goes. Hmm. Okay. Seven and a half he goes. Okay. Are we, we're both in agreement that it's a 10 for Deshaun Watson to be out of the Texans organization. Oh, it's a hundred for Deshaun Watson to be out the, or to, out the Texans organization. All right. Just, but just, where just, is he, but where is he going? Now, you know me, I'm telling you, it's the Panthers. Because I, 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 you know, at first I was kind of against the whole Panthers thing. Oh, you, you, you tried to switch up. You tried to, you tried to come over to my side. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, uh, it's the Panthers, man. That's I, the still, team. I still think if if I'm the Texans, I'm trying to get them to the Jets. But I could see I could see why the, te- the, the Carolina thing makes sense. I'm trying to tell you, man. That team has everything. If you're Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause, and that gives you the, the freedom of choice to say where you want to go. The Panthers, besides the Dolphins, because, again, that's a, a high-luxury spot. You've already mentioned state income tax, stuff like that. But if you want to go to a team where you, you're coming in with weapons, the Panthers got that. Like, they, I mean, they've got it. If you want to – you talked about culture, right? If you want to talk about a team with culture who may need a quarterback, you know, it's a little cold up there, but maybe New England – Oh, I, I don't think he wants to. I don't think you want to be a part of the because remember he he's leaving the Texans because he wants to be a part of personal decisions. Belichick won't let him be a part of personal decisions. Yeah, but if but if he wanted to be in in, in part of personal decisions because they he knew they didn't know what they were doing. It's Belichick, man. Come on. I, I just think it's he wants Belichick. to have his voice heard, and Belichick wasn't listening to Tom Brady voice. As, it was more of Robert Kraft than Tom Brady's voice. Well, Belichick do what he wants. Belichick yeah, running the show. I respect it. You know, yeah, I, res- yeah. I respect it. Moving on to teams who've now been set. The NBA All-Star teams are now set. Jared, we talked about this in our, in our previous episode about the, kind of the people who we wanted to see make it. So, Jared, I'm going to ask you now, who's the, the players you think should have made it who didn't make it? Um, Thankfully, one player that I thought should have made it did get the nod which was Devin Booker. He's in replacement for Anthony Davis. He did get the nod. He did end up making it. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant, who's now been assigned as being out for the game, who led the uh, Eastern Conference in votes, who will be being replaced by DeMontis Sabonis. Again, that's a guy, I, with the argument he's an all-star, I personally didn't want to see him. I'd rather see Tobias make the all-star team. Whoa. I don't, I don't think what that... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I think Tobias Harris should be an all-star. Yeah, I get that. But come on, man. Sabonis shouldn't be an all-star? As a replacement for Kevin Durant, I think it should have been Tobias. I like what Sabonis is doing. 21.5 points, 5.5 assists, 11.7 rebounds a game. What we're talking about, Tobias Harris is on the 76ers team, which is first in the East. They are tied for most home court home court wins in the NBA. With uh-huh. the, with the Jazz. Uh-huh. 
that's something that this, this, this has always been a very good home court, home team. But you're talking about the first in the East. They're going against teams like the Nets and the Bucks in the East to be the first in their first ranked team. This man's averaging 20.9 points a game, having a 50-40-90 club season. And he's doing things that he hasn't done since, what, his best season with the Clippers where he was borderline all-star then. He's playing the all-star now. And he, he's, he's playing like the guy that is starting to earn that $180 million that we gave him. Okay. I think I think if you look at what an all-star entails, he's playing like an all-star. He's doing this team is an all-star because of him. He's the second best scorer on this team. Okay, but let me but let me I, I, he's the second best scorer on the team and the third option on offense. Second but, option on offense. Third. It's I mean honestly MB and Curry and then Harris. Simmons and Tobias could have switched, to be honest with you. I like that Simmons made it, but you could have switched Simmons and Tobias. If you really I, want Simmons, Simmons got it on on name value alone, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not 100, you know, against it. Like, you know, whatever. But the Pacers, who, who, you know, were in the top eight in the East for most of this season, they're kind of falling out a little bit. They're single handedly being carried this year by Sabonis. You know, Brogdon's kind of been. Eh. Everything's kind of you know they 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 don't have that 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 star player anymore and Sabonis has stepped up and, and is leading this team, like you said, 20, 20, uh, 25 points a game, twelve rebounds, five assists. Those are all star numbers. If Julius Randle can make you know the claim with the numbers he's making, Sabonis is in that conversation. So you can't have one without the other, and I'm glad that they both made it. But I think that Sabonis's numbers surely are, you know, will get him in and should have gotten him in. Do I think Tobias should have made it? Yes. I think Tobias Harris should have made it. He's like you said, for all the reasons you said, he's he's putting up good numbers, but he is still to me the third option on that team. Sabonis is the guy on the on the Pacers and has kind of carried them for the majority of this season. He should have he should have made it, and I'm glad he made it. And then on the Western side, I like the All-Stars in the West. You, you know, we, we basically named all of their starters. Devin mm-hmm. Booker, who NBA.com is listed as a two-time All-Star. Let's not get confused. He's a one-time All-Star. He's, um, come on, he's a two-time All-Star. I'm looking at it, and then the only person I would have replaced on this team would potentially be Chris Paul. Honestly, I don't think Chris Paul should have gotten the nod over Devin Booker, but I, I still don't think he should have even made the All-Star team Regardless, I know what he's done for this Suns team. He's helped them in the contention. But through the other guys, like Mike Conley had a – this was his chance to make the Elsa team. I think Mike Conley should have gotten the nod. If you're looking at any team that could have had three All-Stars, like the Nets had gotten their three All-Stars in, which was KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Hold on. It's KD, Kyrie. No, no, you're, you're right, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just talking about, again, we've seen it before where teams that have the best record in the league can get some players in to being all-stars. We saw the Hawks do it where they got three teams in because they had the best record in the league. Utah Jazz had the best record in the league at 26 and seven. Okay. They have guys that are just putting up great numbers. They're just playing great. They're playing great defense. And Mike Collins having an all-star season this year with 17 points a game, four rebounds and like seven assists. And he's shooting very well. And he's playing great defense for this team. That's helping them win where they've only lost seven times. Yeah, but the thing about Connolly is he's the like I said the third option on. Yes, it's the best team in the league, but he's not the he's not a part of the duo. He's not the guy on that team. Yes, he's a great contributor. Yes, he he got he he does things that help them win, but he's not that all star 
quality name like K, you know, KD Kyrie Harden. So it's not like you can automatically just assume he can he can get him in over a Chris Paul, over a Devin Booker, over you know all the other, like they have so many great guards in the West. He's not even the best guard on his team. So it's hard for a team's second best guard to get in over a lot of these other teams' best player. Yeah, and it's, it's, again, it's not like I, I deny it. The reserves are chosen normally by, I believe, media and coaches. And we've seen how coaches, as the years go by, we've seen how coaches make their votes. It's a lot of favoritism, not a lot of watching the sport of basketball, but which is some of the stats and names that they've seen and heard from. And this is why some of these players get the nods over certain guys. I'm really happy that Julius Randle made it. This is the first Knicks to have made it in, what, almost a decade? No, no, since Carmel Anthony. This is the first Knicks to have made the All-Star team. I'm, I'm happy that Zach Levine made it. These two guys have had stellar years, like really stellar years. Um, I, I have no objective objection to Damian Lillard making it, Luka Doncic making it. I think that you could have flip-flopped either one because of the fan voting. I think Luka could have been the bench, Dan could have been the starter, vice versa. Because they're both having like exemplary years, but I, I I gave you my list of guys that really I just I'm like man they they could have been replaced, like Chris Paul, Ben Simmons. E- e- even if you look at, I would say Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. One of them, I think Jalen Brown should stay. Jason Tatum had to really make it. For if we're being completely honest, I think he got that on merit alone. You look at the Celtics record; they're not even playing like a team that's in in, in the playoffs right now. I believe they did just get a win tonight against the Pacers, but they just look like a, a, a below 500 team at the moment. I, I think if you look at some of these guys, they got it, as you mentioned, on name. They they have these high marquee value names, and these are the guys that are going to get you the TV review, the TV revenue. Mm-hmm. going to come in. In a capitalist, capitalist world in the NBA, this is the media. You get to see these guys post on their social medias from the outside looking in. You get the behind-the-scenes stories from them. You get to see them playing an all-star game where you're going to have these big names that are highest jersey sales. Some of these names, like Zion Williams, is one of the highest jersey sales in the NBA right now. These are guys you're going to want to see in the all-star game. You're not going to want to see a DeMar DeRozan, who even though he has a, a, a career a career low in scoring, he's putting up career highs of rebounds and assists, and he's keeping this Spurs team in a mid-level pack where you we would have thought the Spurs would have fallen off by now. So these are guys like you just don't hear their names anymore. Like DeMozo was a guy whose name when the Raptors was very who was legified at one point where they were like, man, he was the best Raptor since Chris Bosch. And now he's kind of hit the lower of the totem pole when it comes to being an all-star or getting the nod. So it's just like you get it now where the all-star game is going to, where these teams are going to go to, where it's more so just going to be on your name and rather than the merit of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I think you even mentioned it at one point that you were like, you didn't want to see Bradley Bill make the Austin team because this is the best loser you've ever seen. Yeah, he's a great loser. Like, he, he puts up great numbers. It's like Deshaun Watson puts up great numbers when you're losing. Like, what has he – I'm not saying Bill is bad. You know, like, don't get me wrong. Bill is a great player. But he does not contribute to a team's success. He's ne- he has never been on a successful team. Like I don't care about the Wizards making it to the first round. They can, they don't, they are not successful. They haven't been successful. Is that his fault? Not all of it, but you know, like, dude, what have you won? Like people, people talk a lot about the Sixers with Embiid and Simmons, but they can get out the first round. 
They might not be able to get out the second round, but they can get out the first round. When's the last time the Wizards been out this first round? Gilbert uh, Arenas? No, they got out the first round with um John Wall, Paul Pierce, and Bradley Bill. And then they lost in the second to the Bucks. And how long ago was that? 2010, maybe? So 20, that's 2012? That's damn near 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't, so he hasn't got out the first round in a decade. I lied. Last time they made playoffs was in 2017. When was the last time they got out the first round? 2017? 2017. So, then, in, so, then in 2018, they lost in the first round to the round. So four years ago. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear it. So four years ago, that was the last time you see. I, I don't want to hear it. That years. was the, basically the end of the John Wall era, too, because that was like the last time John Wall was healthy. Yeah. Come on. No. Stop. Next. Moving on. No, to Bradley Bill. Come on now. <laughs> and again, I, I think that's the what you can love about the All-Star game too is that you'll see these guys get the the nod because of the fact that they're just their their stats are so exorbitant. They they put up these great numbers, they're playing so well. That you, you kind of have to be like, yo, you know what, man, I, I gotta give it to him. Like this is we've we've argued for a couple years now that Zach Levine's an all-star. And he's finally getting that recognition because at this point, they couldn't deny that averaging 29 points a game, five rebounds and five and a half assists, mm-hmm. You, even though the Bulls aren't playing that great still, they're not a team that looks like they're going to make the playoffs. There. I think they're about 10th in the East. He's playing so well that they're like, hell, we got to give it to him this year. And it, 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 I, like, I like to see that. You like to see the fact that Chris Paul got the all like, – I, I still don't think he deserved to be an all-star, but he got the all-star not one because of his name, but also because of the fact that he's averaging 16 – points a game or 16 and a half points a game nine assists and five rebounds and he's keeping the Suns team in contention even though Devin Booker's stats have taken a little dip because of the, the fact that they're playing a little slower paced basketball with Chris Paul they're winning more games because with Chris Paul than they were winning when Devin Booker was averaging 30 or averaging 29 and they were playing such a high paced volume of basketball that they were just pushing up and down the court a lot they're winning now. The Suns, the Suns are in a better spot than they were a season ago. They're 21 and 11. We haven't seen the Suns have a winning record in the past six or seven years as well, since I believe Eric Bledsoe and Goran Dragic were on the team. So you like to see these things. And I, again, I'm still on the side where I don't think the All Star game should really be played during COVID. But mm-hmm. you could. That's our. That's that's a debate for the NBA and and the Players Association. I'm not against this All Star game, but it is what it is. Another debate um, centered around the NBA in our last point. Um, a lot of push and a lot of talk has now come up, come about about Kobe Bryant potentially being the new logo of the NBA. Um, Jared, let me let me uh, let me hear your thoughts on potentially one Laker great replacing another Laker great in becoming the NBA's new logo. I think I love it. I love the idea that Kobe being a logo. I, I think. If you don't, if you look at it in the simplest form that you, Kobe right now in our decade is become, he's legified. He, his legacy is really what hits home for how his past, his tragic passing and the fact that he, what he's done for the NBA. I don't think it takes away from the other great guys that have played the sport past Jerry West. Like you can make an argument for a lot of guys being the logo. But I think right now, honoring Kobe, this would be something that's great to see because I think Jerry West's time has passed as a logo. We've seen logos change before Jerry West was the, the logo, and then it just kind of stopped and been stagnant as Jerry West for the past like two decades or a decade or so. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now it's time to, if they come down to make that change, I think Kobe would be great. You, you have like a, what, a Kobe fadeaway as your logo. And that's what you see when the game starts. But I think that'd be very cool and, and, and all inspiring because like, that's what people were, when, when you play basketball, that's what people normally shouted a lot. Anyways, Kobe, they weren't shouting West. <laughs> they shouting Kobe. They were like, they're shouting to the high rooftops that they hit in the shot like Kobe Bryant was, or they're doing things like Kobe. I think that'd be a great thing to see him as the logo and that every time you're playing on the court, you, you get to just see him. He's he's there representing you or watching over you as you're playing. I, I get that just I get what Kyrie's saying. I think it's a great idea. Will it happen? I, I don't know. That, that's something that I, I really don't know. Because I know that uh, this was something that was on Twitter and a lot of people also voted no. That there was like 60%, there was like around, I believe, what, 52% of fans nationwide voted no to the question of changing logos. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are stuck in their ways and just like, yo, just leave the logo the way it is. Yeah. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's like how you're one of those guys that's like, yo, don't bring back the 01 AI jerseys. No. That's like, you're just stuck in your ways like, yo. Or you were also one of the guys that was like, yo, don't change the All-Star game to that, that, uh, yeah, I'm, that uh, back tra- recess stuff. I'm, like, a tra- I'm a traditionalist. I, a tradition- I admit it. Yeah, that's the word, traditionalist. And that's how a lot of people are and they're like, yo, don't change it. We we honor, we want to honor Kobe, but you don't got to change the logo. Just leave the logo how it is. We finally got something right. And they're like, don't don't change a good thing while it's still while it's still good. So I, that's the argument you made. But I think look at it in this whole Kobe being the logo is not. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a great idea. Mm. I, I I I get that idea of why people would want Kobe to be the logo. I think it's a great emotional thing. But like you said, I'm a traditionalist. I like them. You know, I I say keep the logo the way it is. Just purely, you know, because because like it is what it is, I leave it. Um, if the NBA decided to say like, listen, we want to honor Kobe Bryant, we want to make him our new logo. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Like it's a great idea, but if I had to, if I had to play like the the other side of the fence, you know, the logo has been the logo for decades. You know, it's iconic. People already know what it is. I feel like if people, I, it's kind of like, like if they made the Jumpman logo, the NBA logo, like people were just associated with Jordan, they wouldn't associate with the whole league. Like people know Jerry West is the logo, but it's not like it's actually him. Like it's a drawing, a silhouette figure that was based on him. Not like it's Kobe's, it's Kobe's fadeaway, and it's you know because it because it, then it becomes anybody doing a fadeaway. Then it it, it it somewhat loses value if you make it just like specifically Kobe, then it becomes a Kobe thing versus a league thing, and I feel like you kind of it, it kind of gets murky. Like I get the I get the sentiment, I get the emotional attachment, I understand it. Like I get it when you throw a little piece of paper in a trash can, you yell Kobe. I get it. Everyone does it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 up for debate. We don't really know what's going to happen. I, I I I think right now it's not even a conversation that's really in the NBA's mind as they're still dealing with COVID. I think the NBA got bigger things. To, to... But if this is a conversation for the end of the season and they decide to bring it up in the next voting process throughout the end of the season when they the, the owners and NFL, I mean, that's NFL, NBA Players Association get together and do a lot of the voting for any rule changes, I think there's something that could be mentioned, a topic that could be brought up. As Kyrie Irving is the vice president of the NBA Players Association, I think this is a topic that he could bring up and bring conversation to. I'm not against it, but it's a wait and see type of thing, not a whole, 
where you see some fan bases on Twitter talking about, so let's make it done now. Let's get it done. No, they're not about to do that midseason. It's not, it's not going to happen. Like, right. no, like, come on. Like, let's be realistic. Like, you, people have been talking about let's not have the All-Star game, but that's still going on. Like, come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's money. It's money. So, all right. So thank you all, everyone, for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Like what you hear, please tell a friend and tell a friend because you know we always trying to, you know, grow and and and, and get more get more listens. You know, um, listen to us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Follow us on all your favorite socials. That's at sttp podcast. Make sure you follow me if you like what you hear at underscore Chris Cross. Make sure you follow me at underscore J Dub Hughes. Definitely follow the podcast. We're growing, as Chris already mentioned. New things to come. Yes. So turn on notifications to know when we got new content available. You know, if you liked our, our crossover episodes with other po- other podcasts, you know, we might got some in the future. We we appreciate your fee- your feedback. You know, we we inter- we're, we're interactive on the on the Instagram, right, Jared? For sure, for sure. You know, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment, repost us, all that good stuff. We appreciate everything. We appreciate everyone, and we'll be back for episode number fifty nine in the future. Let's get it.